Welcome to episode 382 of the show. So before we begin, let me give you guys updates on my fuel escapades, on my adventure. So if you remember, at the time of my last recording, I was on the fuel queue. Um, for those of you who didn't catch it, don't worry. I didn't go on a long rant about uh, the decay of Nigerian society and why those of us who are in the private sector ought to be involved in uh, politics as well. So I spared you guys that rant in the last episode. So if you didn't listen to it, you can feel free to go back and listen again. Anyway, so just letting you guys know how the adventure went. So after queuing for five hours, um, gone halfway on the queue, the filling station ran out of fuel uh, with no clear uh, updates on when a tanker was going to come in. So I had to abandon the project, especially since after a while I was getting dangerously close to school pickup time anyway. So I had to go and get the kids, and uh, that was the end of that um, misadventure. And then after, let's see, so the day after that, I um, went through the whole thing again. Um, also tried queuing late at night. That was yesterday from midnight until 4 in the morning uh, at one of those 24-hour filling stations that we have here in town. And pretty much the same thing happened. Um, got close to the gate, about 8 cars away. And then I was told that the filling station was going to shut down, or rather we, because there were, um, uh, gosh, I don't know, must have been hundreds of people outside the filling station, told that they were going to close and then reopen again at 5, and then I did the math. If I was to drive back home, assuming they opened by 5, I was 8 cars away, would we be done in an hour? Would I be, get, be able to get back home um, before 6? to start getting the kids ready, school runs, and then all of that. So I decided to bail on that um, as well. And then, um, anyway, that's also the reason why I didn't make any recordings, because, quite frankly, I was not in the mood. And then again, after thinking about it, uh, being in the central business area um, in Abuja at that time of the night, I mean, for those of you who live in cities like uh, Lagos or PH, you guys live in bustling cities, so people are always up and about, and so there's always um, a crowd, there's always some action. But Abuja goes to sleep, and between uh, 12 and 4, it can be quite a quiet place. And some of the folks who hang around the feeling station are not really um, nice guys, to put it mildly. I mean, the people who are... Um, what are they called? You know, the black marketeers and then all that. So I didn't think it was going to be a good idea to um, whip out my phone in the car and then start recording. You know, they want to advertise that, hey, I'm here. I have a mobile phone with me. Uh, I didn't want to draw attention to myself. So I didn't make that podcast recording. Anyway, the good news is um, I was finally able to get fuel this morning after queuing for about two hours. The filling station, I didn't have fuel for... Um, several weeks or should I say several months just happened to have fuel uh, magically and lots of people were not aware so it was a little queue so I queued for about two hours and I got fuel so I'm good to go I'm back in business for a few more days anyway and um, until we get some sort of response from the higher ops and know what it is that uh, what it is to expect with this recent um, situation. I guess this is just the sort of life that those of us in the capital city have to resign ourselves to for now. But for those of you who are Nigerians in diaspora, don't worry, it's not all um, doom and gloom, because in other parts of the country, like in Makudi, for instance, Benue State, where I'm from, 
uh, fuel is being sold there, but just not at the official rate. So it seems that in places like Abuja, where uh, it's close to the seat of power, close to regulators, uh, people are either selling at the official rate or not selling at all. But then in other parts of the country, people are taking liberties and upping on the price. So um, it's not all doom and gloom. So if you're a member of Nigeria in diaspora, so don't worry, your uh, parents and siblings, uh, they're doing okay. It's not all rough or not all that rough so except if your people are in lagos or abuja then uh might be a problem but if they're back home enugu uh beno state uh, kd um kano i guess they'll be fine they just buy 180 naira per liter instead of the official 165 anyway forgive me for going well over uh five minutes on the whole preamble i just wanted to let you guys know what an exciting life um i lead when i'm not making these podcast recordings so on to the topic for today um i've had experiences with people in the past where um either in the context of uh, talking about business or talking about themselves they make statements like this is my first day on the job and i am only 15 years old and yes, uh, these are not hypotheticals. These are things that have actually happened. So while we, my family and I were visiting um, my brother and his family, and we went to a restaurant, you know, the server came to the table. She was real nice and uh, also unnecessarily apologetic, in my own opinion, you know, talking about how this was our first day on the job. And so just in case she forgets anything and this and this and that and that. Um, it was nice and it was cute, but I didn't think it was necessary to start off a conversation that way where uh, you walk in a in a hospitality um, establishment and then folks show up and then you're already um, making, starting off by saying you're new on the job in case you make any excuses. I mean, we might have differences of opinion. And then the thing about being 15 years old uh, was what... Um, some guy that I ran into a couple of years ago. I was hoping we could do some work together because he was an extremely talented photographer. But um, I do lots of weddings, um, events, documentary work, but he was more into uh, the beauty and high-end fashion uh, sort of thing. But he was extremely talented. Anyway, he was in the habit of leading off with uh, this whole thing of I'm only 15 years old because I noticed him on a photography group and that's what he led with when we met in person, one-on-one conversations, you know, he led with that. And then in conversations with um, possible referrals, he also led with that as well. So it was something that I had to have a conversation with him, that he was um, about this whole I'm only 15 years old thing. So there are people who start off um, conversations with um, partners, uh, potential customers, saying things like, this is my first day on the job, I'm only 15 years old, or whatever you think your shortcoming is. I'm sure there are people out there who like to lead with some other shortcomings apart from their age or their inexperience. So today's episode, I want us to examine if these are appropriate things to say to a potential client. And I don't think so. Some of you might um, think differently. And uh, if you do, I'd like to hear from you guys. But this is my own opinion. From a sales perspective, anyway, remember that when I answer all these questions, I'm looking at these things from the perspective of a sales professional that we're having a conversation with a stakeholder, we're trying to move certain agendas along, or we're with a potential customer, and we're trying to move the relationship along so that we can get a sale, close the sale rather, and then open the relationship. So I'm always thinking about things from that perspective. So is it a good idea to say this is my first day on the job? I lack experience. I'm only 15 years old, and I don't think so. 
From a sales perspective, I don't think we should highlight what we think our shortcomings are. Rather, what we should emphasize is our skill, we should emphasize our expertise, and we should emphasize how suitable the product or the service is, and we should also emphasize the willingness, um, sorry, emphasize the value that we are willing to provide. Again, I think we should be emphasizing our skill, we should be emphasizing our expertise, we should be emphasizing how suitable the product or service is, and we should be emphasizing how willing we are to provide value, especially if you're worried about uh, being um, inexperienced. So these are the things that I think we need to chalk up in the sales um, process. If you've been listening for a long time, especially if you've listened to the episodes about uh, building um, trust and, uh, let's see, yeah, the episodes on building trust. Once you're done listening to this episode, if you haven't listened to them, just scroll down quite a bit because we have close to 400 episodes so far. Okay, no, this is more like 380 something. I can't remember what the number is. Anyway, where was I? Yeah, so just scroll down um, quite a bit. You're going to see episodes that have something to do with either trust or competency, and then these ideas are going to be fleshed out in more detail. So when you emphasize all these things, you're going to emphasize your competence and your credibility. And that's absolutely important because nobody wants to work with someone who is a novice and who doesn't uh, who doesn't have a handle on uh, on the job or on the service that he or she is delivering. So nobody wants to work with someone who is not professional, who is not competent. And that's why we need to emphasize these sorts of things. So leading with your age or leading with your lack of um, job experience might undermine your credibility and your perceived competence. So that is why this is not a good idea. So in this case of um, the wedding photographer, now since this guy wasn't really into wedding photography, let's come up with a new hypothetical. And it's a hypothetical that a couple of us have been um, in at some point uh, or another um, in whatever business that we're involved in. So let's say this person is a wedding photographer and the person has only shot five weddings only. Then you're not to start off with that whole, I'm 15 years old and I've only shot five weddings. Um, what you should be looking at rather, I mean, before you head into this meeting, you need to ask yourself um, a couple of hard questions. And of course, you need to, uh, I'm assuming you have done a client debrief, as I recommended in previous episodes uh, on the podcast, that once we are done with fulfilling the sale, we have to switch into customer service mode. And that involves making sure that everybody was happy, trying to figure out what you did right, what could have been done better, because that will help you uh, figure out what your USP is. You know what you need to key into on the sale, and then it gives you an idea of who your ideal uh, customer is. Um, your ideal uh, customer profile is who are the people that you should be working with ideally. So if you've had all those conversations, you're going to be able to ask yourself some really hard questions. Um, were my previous clients happy? So you show five weddings. Were those five people happy? Then, um, of course, um, now that you are in this current conversation with a potential client, also try and get a feel. Do they seem to be happy with your work? They have seen samples of your work, they have seen uh, your Instagram and stuff like that, and they are still willing to engage your services. Then in my opinion, there seems to be no problem at all here. The problem might be in your head that you have only shot five weddings and because of that you don't think you're good enough. The five people that you worked with in the past, they obviously thought you're good enough. And the people who are here ready to uh, send you a deposit of you know 150k or 350 or 550 or whatever it is that the amount is, They've seen your work. 
and they seem uh, comfortable and competent that the work that they have seen matches the amounts that you guys are throwing up in your negotiations. So the problem might just be in your head that you've only shot five weddings or that you're 15 years old. Now, um, so that's my opinion. There seems to be no problem. Or the past client's happy, the current customer that you guys are chatting with, potential customer, do they seem happy? In that case, there's no issue. But on the 15-year-old thing, there might be legal issues. I cannot remember because I've been out of school for a long time. Yes, my previous background was in law, but that was a while ago, so I really can't remember what um, the state of the law is. So maybe there are legal issues with child protection and employment laws. So for those of you listening in the uh, UK and in Northern America, uh, I know that, yes, there will be some of those issues there. Like, can a 15-year-old be held legally responsible for shooting a wedding or maybe providing architecture services or whatever? I think a 15-year-old can um, be an order taker at McDonald's and stuff like that, uh, places like that, I'm assuming. But... Um, Speak with a lawyer or speak with someone who has a knowledge of the law in your own uh, jurisdiction. So Nigerians be consulting with Nigerian lawyers and Nigerian business people and uh, Americans be consulting with uh, American lawyers and American business people to see if that may be an issue if you are 15 years um, old. So, yeah, those are the only issues that I might, uh, that I can foresee, you know, legal issues with uh, child protection and um, employment laws. But then, if that all checks out, then there's no problem, then go ahead. And the reason why I can say this confidently is because if your age or your lack of experience is an issue, the customer is definitely going to ask. Because in the wedding and the event space, typically for uh, these services, photography, videography, wedding planning, uh, what else, cake, people are talking about tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and if you're really uh, in the high-end market, millions of naira and people don't just hand over 500k or 250k to someone that they think is a baby if they really think you're a baby they're going to ask so um if these things are not an issue and the customers don't bring it up then do not lead with that now what about situations where the customer asks how old are you or how long have you been on the job before you answer that question you also have to ask some questions to get to the root of the problem now, if you've been listening to previous episodes, especially those that have something to do with um, qualification and discovery, just look for anything that has qualification or discovery in the title, you'll find that it should be our default setting that whenever we are faced with something in the sales process, the first thing we should do is to ask questions. Because it's only when you ask questions and you get some more information that you know what it is that you are responding to. And that's the whole point of qualification and discovery. Qualification, you're trying to figure out who this person is, what they want, and it's only when you figure out who they are, what they want, what do they expect, uh, at what cost, that you're going to be able to tailor your presentation. And then uh, discovery is about is about keying into their um, to their problems. Uh, what are the problems that these people are looking towards? What's the hierarchy of problems? What's the most important things? What are the ones that are cherry You know, the ones that we can just discard that we can just um, throw away. We need to figure out what the hierarchy of problems are and we need to be able to make them aware to the customer by asking them questions. And it's only when you do that that you're going to be able to know what kind of presentation to make or what kind of quote to give to address what you've been able to figure out what the problems are. So if this is your first time listening to the podcast and you like what you hear, look back to 
uh, older episodes, anything here that has qualification or has discovery um, in the subject heading and you're going to get some more um, information. So if they ask, how old are you? How long have you been on the job? You need to ask questions to get to the root of the problem. So questions that you can ask. And again, I am not offering you scripts. I'm just trying to give you examples just to give you some ideas. Uh, so use whatever verbiage, use whatever slang, use whatever language or whatever they are comfortable with. So you don't have to ask these things in English. If you guys have been flowing in Hausa or Yoruba, then, you know, respond accordingly. So uh, you can ask them questions, you know, when they ask how old are you, how long have you been on the job? So uh, is my age a problem, sir? Is my age a problem, madam? That's one question. Are you worried about how competent I am to handle a project of this scope? Are you worried I can't handle something this big? It seems you have some concerns, uh, Mr. and Mrs. ABC. It's okay. There's no pressure to work with me. Why don't you tell me what's on your mind? Let me see if I can be of service. Um, so, questions like that. So, you don't have to be... Um, it doesn't have to be that formal as I'm making it, but that's just the general idea. If somebody asks, how old are you? How long have you been um, at this? You know, you ask, is my age a problem? Uh, are you worried I can't handle this? It looks like you have some other concerns. Why don't you tell me what's on your mind? Um, for some of us, it's um, some of us are born uh, baby-faced, so eventually we get these sorts of questions. So if you're baby-faced like like I am, then yeah, you're going to get those questions. If I, well, I don't get those questions anymore because uh, yeah, it's been a while, and then I've changed my look. I'm no longer bald. So up until university, I used to be bald. I like to be clean-shaven because I thought that was what was. Um, I thought that was cool and sexy. But anyway, I'm married now. My wife has different ideas. So I've grown out my hair and I've grown a beard. So I don't get those um, age questions anymore. So if you're baby face like I am um, and you get those questions, this is how you handle uh, the question. Now, eventually, they're going to give you a response because when you ask a pointed question like that, you know, is my age a problem, sir? Or is my age a problem, madam? Or is my age a problem, uncle? Or is my age a problem, uh, auntie? Is my age a problem, sister BC? Eventually, sister BC is going to respond. And um, when they do, uh, when they do, we're now going to be able to figure out how to tie it back to our competence and our credibility. So let's start from the legal aspect. So if they're worried about the legal concerns, that you're 15, that you're too old to be working, then you can point out that your senior brother owns a company or your senior sister owns the company or daddy owns the company and they have complied with all the laws of the land. So they've complied with the laws of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. So uh, you're 15 year old, but you are allowed to work uh, as a staff of the company. You're not the one who owns the company. And that might give them some uh, comfort knowing that, okay, this 500K, it's not just we're not just giving this to a 15 year old uh there's an older brother or an older sister in play who is uh 23 or who is um 30 years old or 35 and so uh, we don't just have a 15 year old running amok uh, with a camera and this person is not just going to uh take our money and start living the uh, what's called influencer life on TikTok or Instagram um, or whatever. So if they have the legal concerns about you being 15, yeah, then that's the response. Um, you've complied with uh, the laws of the land and then you show them how. And uh, if they still think that's a problem, then you know, there's nothing you can do really. You win some, you lose some. 
Uh, let's see, so what else? So now, if they're worried about competence, then just highlight the weddings that you shot so far. I've shot five weddings so far, and I've done this and this and these uh, projects, and also my personal projects. These are the reviews that I have uh, received from the clients. You can see this from my Instagram handle. You can see this from my Google, uh, what's that thing called? Google My Business page, you know, blah, 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 or whatnot. So um, we're trying to highlight uh, competency here. And sometimes the reason why people are asking is just because they're curious and there's no problem at all because that happens. Uh, for instance, my wife works with uh, my wife's um, former superior, was very, well, kind of like me, uh, baby faced as well. In fact, the first time I met her, I assumed she was one of us and I got real chatty. Only after she left, my wife pointed out that, you know, that's actually my boss. So, um, these things happen and, you know, people would also ask her, because I've seen her in a social setting, people just at point blank, you know, how old are you? Because even though she's older than me, I looked um, older uh, than her, so she used to get that a lot. So sometimes it's just that people are just curious because of how young you look. And if that's the case, tell them thank you for the compliment and then you can... Uh, do some humble brag about how you've been grooming your talents early because you love the craft or because you love the business, you know, blah, blah, blah. So you tell them thank you for the compliment and you're now focusing on your um, competence again and your um, your skill and your um, abilities. So, okay, this is well over the 20-minute mark, so let me wrap it up. So once again, don't assume that your age or your inexperience is a problem. If it's going to be a problem, the client is going to raise the issue if it's a problem to them, especially with the sums of money that we're talking about. Nobody wants to hand over hundreds of thousands of naira to a baby or hundreds of thousands of naira to someone who is clumsy or incompetent. So if that's going to be an issue, let them raise it and then you uh, address it appropriately. But then again, I'm not saying you should deny your age or deny your experience. If you've only shot five weddings, don't say you've shot 15. If you truly are 15 years old, don't say you're 23. So never deny your age or your experience or your work history, but rather look for the things there in your age and your previous work experience and uh, the history that you have so far that can enhance your competence and enhance your credibility. And that is how I think we ought to handle these um, matters in a sales context. So thank you very much for listening to today's episode. Thank you very much for your time and attention. I remain your host, Abuja Bay Sales Consultant and Event Media Professional, Tavishima Ayede. Thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording. And now that I have a full tank of gas, rest assured that we're not going to be skipping any episodes, at least for another four or five days, until I have to start running all over town looking for fuel um, again. And, um, of course, I've heard from my cousins abroad that because of, I think, the war in Ukraine and other stuff like that, uh, gas prices fluctuation fluctuating. So it looks like uh, those of you in America and the UK are also experiencing um, higher uh, fuel prices as well. So no shortages, but, uh, yeah, your budget has gone up. So I guess it's just uh, the way of the world. Another reason why we have to be uh, really focused in our businesses and to enhance and fully realize the growth potential that we have in ourselves and in our businesses so that we're going to be able to cope with whatever economic vagaries come our way, no matter which country we are, whether we're in Nigeria, in Australia, or in America. So economy is up, economy is down, economy is sideways, economy is flat. If we enhance our potential and we uh, do pretty well uh, personally and in the business, we should be able to weather things uh, okay. And that's part of the reason why this podcast is here. So, y'all have fun. Enjoy the rest of your day. And I'll catch you at the next recording.